and we are live hello hello and welcome to another episode of quick brew i'm vicky and i'm katie if you haven't joined us on here or our bigger sister series called strong tea we are a podcast all about sharing and learning about topics that we should be talking more about topics that some people consider controversial or taboo or just subjects that we all need to be a bit more informed about. And today is no exception. It's not, is it? I'm excited about this one. This one is very topical. It's very current. Very relevant, yeah. It's very relevant. And I think a lot of people need explaining to them as well, because I certainly did, because I was like, oh, there's so many terms being thrown around at the moment. I'm like, what does that mean? So Yeah, exactly. And I think the definition of it is going to change over time as well. Mm. but 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 before we get digress. into all of that we digress what are you drinking lovely well I have uh gone slightly off piece today um because I'm sat here wrapped in a Hufflepuff blanket and he said Hufflepuff there we are <laughs> and I have gastroenteritis so tea is not really on the menu for me today just trying to keep hydrated mm-hmm. so I've gone for a vulvic touch of fruit and I've gone for the mango passion fruit one. And it's very That's nice, actually, because I don't like drinking water. Mm. So this is quite nice and sugar-free as well. So I'm allowed to drink as much as I like. Oh, bless you. Mm. Oh, it's it's a sad day when one of the co-hosts has lost their bounce because this is, you know, a bouncy podcast. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's going to bring the bounce I'm hoping this is going to reinvigorate me. That's why I'm here. I'm like, yes, I always feel so good after we've done these chats. So I'm like, yes, let's let's do it. So tell me what you're drinking so I can be moderately jealous of it. Well, I've just gone for a classic. Ah, Yorkshire Gold. Yeah, Yorkshire Gold. Why not? Nice. Do you have a biscuit with it? Um, I haven't yet. I did toy with the idea. Um, We have got some custard creams, but unfortunately they're like um, cocaine for my dog. She just oh. loves it. She just, yeah, she knows the sound of the biscuit barrel. Nice. Um, and she's a real, yeah, she, she, she she's anyone's for a custard cream. Well, she's obviously, you've obviously encouraged that at some point. I may have given her a custard cream every now and then. Custard creams are way up there to like top tier level biscuit. Yeah, I'm her dealer. Are you? Do, and yeah. do you do you eat a custard cream like a normal person or do you take them apart and eat the bit in the middle and or? It's a mood thing with me. Yeah. Sometimes I'll take it apart. Other times I will dunk and smash, dunk and smash. You know, just it's, yeah. Oh, no dunking. No dunking. See, again, we've got to cover this in another quick brew because the dunking is important. I know. I know. I know. We need to, we do, we do need to discuss further, but this is not the episode for that because today we are going to be talking all about cancel culture. Now this is this is this is an exciting one because Vicky actually brought this up in tea break and said, "This is what I want to get into and why." And we we started talking about it very briefly there and then, didn't we? And I, yeah. I was like, "Oh, what? Do you, what do you feel about this?" And we, and we were like, "Oh, hold on a minute, we need to stop this because this is going to be an episode." And since looking into it, it's really interesting, isn't it? It's quite a, and it's it's not just a conversation which goes down one route because. As Vicky wants to talk about it, about separating the art from the artist and can you appreciate what a person does without yeah. actually liking them? So that's it, what we're going to come on to later. So I'm going to give, I think Vicky, knowing Vicky's research, she will have done extensive research on a definition, but I'm going to give you a really small snippet. And then Vicky, dive in if you think there's anything that I've missed or if you want to give a more in-depth one. Mm-hmm. But the term cancel culture refers to the phenomenon what stated like phenomenon in which a person usually a public figure or celebrity is boycotted because they've expressed an opinion that is perceived to be offensive now this could be racist transphobic anti-semitic um you name it anything that is deemed to be offensive that's what that is and we're going to open up talking a little bit on this episode about freedom of speech is it these people's rights to use their platforms to talk about these things and so on and so forth. So I'm going to hand over to Vicky mm-hmm. and we're going to get this thing started. Okay, so there's generally a process to cancel culture where, as you said, someone, and normally it's a public figure or, you know, a celebrity or a politician, 
someone has said something that could be considered offensive, oppressive, um, just downright wrong. Um, it, it, it is polarized. It, it will have a polarized view. As such, there's outrage. Then the next step, there's backlash. And then there's a call to cancel them. So the argument here is that it's social justice versus a mob mentality. So if someone puts something on there that is, uh, for example, racist or could be viewed as racist, the backlash, they would then call that person to either apologize, hold their hands up, be held accountable. And if that doesn't happen, then there's the mass um, withdrawal of support and a call to withdraw that support. So what we're arguing here is that, is that social justice or is it mob mentality? Mm, it's an interesting question. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Is that a rhetoric one or do you want me to dive in and answer it right there? You can dive right in, <laughs> You dive right in. No, it's interesting because I've never really thought about it like that before. And I find the term cancel culture or someone being cancelled is a really odd one because cancelling it doesn't really describe what happens to a person does it cancelling you cancel a tv show or you cancel plans you don't cancel Mm. a person so it's an odd term anyway but I think I don't know because this sort of verges over sometimes I think onto the term woke Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. and being woke and yeah you know questioning is it mob mentality well I don't know because if you think someone says something racist let's take for example this week because as this this is going out on Friday we're recording this on Tuesday and at the weekend Diane Abbott made anti-semitic remarks Mm -hmm. now they said she was being racist I was like well it's to do with religion and race but fine she still said something which people deem to be inoffensive now a person that in a public position should she be thinking a little bit more carefully about what she's done but then you think about what happened to the Jewish people and you think right okay this is something which is so big and so obvious that she shouldn't have said what she said she's got she hasn't really got any idea about what they went through Mm. as far as I know she's not Jewish is she no no um and you've got to think, well, is it a mob mentality? Because a mob mentality kind of implies that you've got a big group of people that are just sort of following a leader or sort of being a bit sheepish. sheepish but when but... you're trying to cancel someone, you're trying to gain that mob mentality, aren't you? You're calling for everyone. Come on, look at what she did. Let's all put the pressure on. Yes. But if everyone believes that it's the right thing, mm-hmm. is it still mob mentality? It's yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I think I'm 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 probably listening to it from a slightly different angle because you're sort of saying you got someone at the front going, "Oh my god, look what she's done. Look what she said." And rallying the troops to sort of get behind that canceling, but I'm probably looking at it as it's not just everyone going, "Oh yeah, she said something wrong. She should be canceled." If all of those people think, "Well, what she said is offensive. I agree that she should be canceled." Is it I don't know. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but if you hold a mirror up to that as well, you've got someone like that saying something that is oppressive that other people can then jump on and say, she's absolutely right. Yeah, she's spot on. And so it's a freedom of, almost freedom of speech against wokeism versus wokeism, isn't it? Because if you get someone who says something uh, transphobic, for example, then all the people who have transphobic views or trans, you know, anti-trans views, they will then feel safe to back that horse that has said something that's been transphobic. Yeah. So you've got two sides of a spectrum, both mob mentality of, you know, either against what that person said or being all for it, but you're bringing these crowds out in in force. Yeah. (laughs) You look really confused. Did I just say something really stupid? No, no, I was, Please, I was, yeah. tra- no, I was trying to because I thought we were, we've mentioned the phrase "woke" a couple of times, and I thought mm. we should probably define that just in case mm. people aren't sure what that means. Yeah. And 
woke is an adjective derived from african-american english which means alert to racial prejudice and discrimination Mm -hmm. and a lot of people use the phrase woke it's it's almost like if you highlight racism you're termed as being woke Mm. like it's a bad thing and i yeah i I think that's a real that's a really weird mentality to have because if you've stood out and gone hold hold on a minute what that person has said is racist and someone goes oh you're just being woke Mm. well yeah all right i am but that's not a negative the the woke has now become a blanket term as well from you know from the far right to kind of attack the left of anything that's pc yes snowflake snowflake yeah that kind of stuff yeah yeah i think i think that it's really interesting with cancel culture because how times have changed because you look at you know everyone's familiar with what happened with jimmy savile mm-hmm. and obviously after his death but there have been numerous um savile documentaries um namely the one quite recently which was a three-parter oh that was grim yeah it was just awful and you you watch the footage of him back then and how he acted around young girls Mm. and you think how can people watch that and think that was okay Mm. and you know i've heard different people say who were of that generation well that's what it was like back then and no Mm. one questioned it um now you look at how you've got someone in that sort of crossover of I suppose the movement that came that changed a lot of this was the hashtag me too movement mm-hmm. and something which people in not just necessarily in the film or music industry all industries all over the world sexual discrimination sexual harassment it was something that people got away with because mm. people couldn't speak up against it. The hashtag Me Too movement came out, which was backed by some huge, huge names. And all of a sudden, people were being made held accountable for it. And it was like, well, hold on a minute. No, this should never have been acceptable. Mm. And mm. that's that's what it is now. Like if Jimmy Savile had been, if this had been flagged up at the time, he would mm. never have been cancelled in the 70s and 80s mm. so why is it different now what's what's happened how things have moved along because harvey weinstein mm. big no-no bad bad man mm. you know so it's interesting when you look because now the utter disgust of what happened with jimmy savile and it's like well is it just because we're a new generation have times moved on now so much that we've learned so much and things have now got everything has a boundary everything has a level and to step over that is cancelled because looking back why was there's certain things that shouldn't have been acceptable back then even though they were acceptable am yeah. i making sense i you don't are... know if this is some sort of gastro delirium <laughs> no you are making total sense because i think what you're steering towards is public shaming as well where there is a degree of public shaming as well as trying to cancel individuals who have done horrific things. Now, of course, some individuals aren't touched at all. You know, some just don't care and they will just, you know, brush it off and that's how they deal with it. Donald Trump being one of them, you know, let's just Ugh. say it is. There is no cancelling him because he's got, he's pretty much Teflon, you know, it just kind of slides off him. It doesn't touch him. So you can try and public shame him for you're worth but it's not gonna do anything because the guy is still looking to be a flipping presidential candidate for god's sake okay but that's no but before you before you carry on there was one thing he did when he was doing it was either his campaigning or when he was made president and he made some extremely offensive movements relating to disabled people on the podium Mm -hmm. in front of hundreds of thousands of people in the room but also Mm. worldwide tv why wasn't he cancelled for that never mind him as a public person why Mm. didn't the world get behind cancelling him because you like we said before you've got people who love him so blindly that what he did doesn't matter so they will back him and then you've got people who want to cancel him but how do how do you cancel someone? 
And this is what was interesting in some of the reading that I did. So I know we've mentioned she who shouldn't be named, but she faced intense criticism from even her own fans. I know you're wearing a Hufflepuff blanket and we will get over to, around to that. <laughs> but she, so, so she, she faced intense uh, criticism from her own fans since she began um, to voice transphobic beliefs, um, making her one of the most prominently cancelled, with my bunny ears, individuals at the centre of cancel culture debate. However, following her publication in June 2020, which was a transphobic manifesto, the sales of her books increased tremendously in Great Britain. So we're talking about cancel culture, but I don't know anyone who's actually been cancelled. Um, well, you could look at someone like Will Smith. Has he though? Well, he's not been cancelled completely. I mean, don't, I mean, let's let's not be shy about it. The guy's not. Um, he's he's. Oh, I tell you what, I tell you who's one. Amber Heard. She's been cancelled because she's literally been cancelled off of Aquaman because she wasn't uh, invited back to refilm the second one. Um, but no one likes her now. No okay. one will touch her because she's toxic. Yeah, you look but at... That's because of what she's done, not because of something she's said. Does that make sense? So if... Kind of, but yeah. it, it all came out because of all the things that she said during the trial. Yeah, and for not being very nice to Johnny Depp. Yeah, but everyone put Johnny Depp up on this pedestal. Like, he'd done nothing nice. wrong. yeah. And I think really when you really got into it and listened to the details, it was two very damaged individuals mm, in who were married. Relationship. In, yeah, yeah. Incredibly toxic relationship. They were probably both as bad as each other. Yeah. No one else was there except for the two of them. But surely, I mean, there were people stood outside that court throwing flowers to him, giving mm. him teddies, trying to kiss him when he went in. She come in and people were screaming like slag at her and stuff. And you just think, okay, neither of them are going to be blameless. And I don't know, it just seemed like she got she got an incredibly rough end of the stick on that one. And when I think they probably mm. both should have been, uh, they both probably should have been treated the same because uh, Dior yeah. didn't cancel him. They kept him on with his... Um, sausage. Sausage, yeah. The, the fine, mighty fine fragrance. Nope, can't think about sausages. Nope. Sorry, um, sorry. <laughs> now it's not the time to have all the sausages. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's an interesting question. Has anyone actually been cancelled? Because and this is because you can't. I mean, I know we've talked about Trump. Trump got cancelled from Twitter and from Facebook. He wasn't cancelled. He was still in the background. He still had a following. He was still on a social media platform, albeit he made it himself. It seems that it's impossible to cancel someone. So what we've done, in effect, is just created this phenomenon, do, 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 phenomenon um, <laughs> where you're either for and against and it's really aggressive, but there's no outcome. Does that make sense? It's, like, it's just this really aggressive, bitter arena where you can't cancel someone, so you're just going to have two parties warring and I think that's a pretty good biography for Twitter I'll be honest yeah I, I, yeah it does make sense what you're saying because cancelling someone completely I mean you could argue that Harvey Weinstein has been cancelled completely well he's in jail he's yeah. arrested he was a very very bad man very very he bad didn't man. he he did something horrifically wrong Whereas a lot of what we're talking about with cancel culture is opinions, thoughts, views, freedom of speech. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Well, looking at it from a different point of view, because this is something that has come up the past two weeks. Um, we've talked about them before on the show. Um, quite recently as well, listening back to one of the old episodes, Sam Smith. Mm -hmm. Sam Smith, incredibly, incredibly talented human being, mm -hmm. um, came out with a series of photo shoots and new music video very recently 
And in it, they were, um, shall we say, provocatively dressed mm-hmm. and, you know, putting themselves out there, showing off their body, don't have a perfect body, you know, and that's that's how it was. And they said, you know, I'm incredibly proud to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people stood up and went, oh, my God, fair play. Yeah, mm-hmm. well done. Uh, a load of other people sort of said, that's disgusting. Why would you put that out there? And it, it's, it opened up an argument. Now, since those photo shoots and that video, this person has now gone on to do a tour, which has blown up on Twitter. Have you seen a lot of the tweets and things? No. no. So um, the tour that they're doing um, has been likened to devil worshipping, Satanism. Oh. Oh. Um, and there was a clip of them wearing a, you know, the ball gags. Oh, yeah. But with the <laughs> ball taken out of it, so the the rubber strap around their face with the ball taken out of here. And they were like sticking their tongue through it and doing all these like really oh. sexual type things. And it was shown up on Twitter and they said, this is absolutely disgusting. There's kids at this show. You know, it's not child-friendly. What the hell's happened to this person? You know, and it all kicked off about whether it was the right thing to do, whether, you know, there should have been any sort of censorship on it. Mm-hmm. And someone flagged up. And there was two pictures. There was one of Sam Smith wearing this sort of bondage wear, mm-hmm. a very tight straps all over their body. Um and showing a lot of skin and the other one was of Lewis Capaldi in his pants with his belly hanging over it and it said one of these people is a beloved musician and the other one is ridiculed and fat shamed on a daily basis and I know you can't compare the two of them because Lewis Capaldi is not doing these evocative shows but you know why I, I don't know do you think Sam Smith should be using their platform to do so i mean there's a there's a level of self-love and showing this is this is what we've had we've had this conversation before about freedom of speech haven't we and like where do you draw the line and we talked about it on social media and should he censor himself because he's a public figure and out there or should he just do what he wants to do because as is his right when you were describing sam smith's tour I'm going to see if I can find the video whilst you talk. I was automatically envisaging um, Madonna. Yes. And she was doing that stuff with her, was it sex tour? Yes. She was doing stuff like that 20 odd years ago. In fact, more. So why are we suddenly outraged that Sam Smith is doing it? Are we trying to cancel them for something? Is there something darker beneath this? Because, you know, if you look at Beyonce's shows, Lady Gaga's show. See, okay, okay, yeah. So he's got thigh-high boots on, leather groin thing, red gloves and nipple tassels. Okay, so they're, okay. Yeah, Cherry's quite shocked. But to be honest, what they're wearing isn't, anything too dissimilar to what but madonna did stuff like that yeah i know is it because it's a guy am i allowed to say that no (laughs) no sorry sorry sam smith um is it because it's non-binary is it 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 because because they're non-binary or this is multi-layered is it because yeah, did you know what? Sorry, Katie's showing me videos, which is why there keeps being um, stops every now and then. I'm not being funny. Okay, so what he's doing in his performance is no different to the likes of Rihanna, Beyonce, Madonna. Um, do you remember Christine Aguilera's performances back in the day? What we're looking at is a multi-layered thing here. So it's not only about the trans non-binary aspect. It's also the fact that Sam Smith doesn't have a what we culturally deem as a good body or a perfect body. I think they're 
beautiful and stunning, whatever, because it's the confidence of having, you know, going on stage and wearing that and bloody owning it. That's just something that I'm incredibly jealous of. That's amazing. So I think what we're looking at here is you've got a whole ream of people who feel they should be offended by this because it goes against uh, social, social norms. norms. Mm. And so it's making them uncomfortable. And when people get uncomfortable, they get angry. When people get angry, they start spewing off hate. So this is a multi-layered thing. Okay. So we have some we have somehow managed to become offended by seeing weightier people wearing less clothes. Excuse the language, but what the chuff is that about? I don't think you have to excuse yourself to say chuff. I excuse myself anyway. No, I, 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 I do agree. I do agree. And I suppose I don't know if there's any call for them to be cancelled. So I don't know if I've just brought that up as a as an irrelevant point. But No, because you, what you're saying is completely relevant because I've seen posts with them and, you know, let's talk about the drag queens as well being cancelled because they're a danger to children. And you said some of the comments are they're a danger to children. Um, what what they're doing with their tongue, what they're doing with their wear, what they're wearing, what they're performing. I'll go back to my previous comment. Madonna was doing it. Britney Spears was doing it. All of those sexual type things were being done by cisgendered women who had extremely beautiful bodies um, considered by society as, you know, exceptionally beautiful. And yet there wasn't a problem. Yeah, I think... I, I think it's very different, the whole uh, drag queen, cancelling drag queens, the argument over here versus over in America is very different. I think in America they're being used as smoke screens in certain states because yeah. they yeah, don't want to yeah. deal with their own gun stupidity. Yeah. So they were like, oh, let's not focus on our children being killed in schools. Let's focus on some drag queens who are just minding their own business, um, who are supposedly grooming children now um there's also a hashtag which is trending in the states at the moment called hashtag not a drag queen and it is a constant role uh of people who are being um charged um and arrested for crimes against children and you have got police officers you've got priests you've got town mayors and it's hashtag not a drag queen because they're like, these are the real predators. Why are we focusing on drag queens? And I don't know where this misconception comes from because never in my lifetime has there been such a, you know, any any form of high profile news story that said, oh my God, this new this drag queen did this. We can't watch drag queens. As far as I'm aware, drag queens are much beloved figures. And it's a, I mean, you and I both know it's a work of art. And base, how long have drag queens been around or been a form of entertainment? So even the mainstream, oh. I mean, if you want to go right into the weeds, Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Because what drag is, it's an see, exaggerated portrayal of a woman mm-hmm. for entertainment purposes. What that looks like is open to interpretation as it, you know, watch RuPaul's Drag Race and you'll see the interpretations. But we have been entertained by drag for years, pantomimes. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the pantomime dame. How many decades? How many families go and see it? So you're going to cancel pantomimes now because there's a dude dressed up as a woman that there has been for decades and decades and decades and decades. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? I, I do. And look at two of the most beloved drag queens of all time. We've lost in recent weeks, Lily Savage, oh, Dave Edmund-Leverage. Yeah. And you just think those two were pioneers, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lily Savage was um, presenting TV game shows. Was it Blankety Blank? It was Blankety Blank. Brilliant, yeah. Do you know what it's... And Dame Edna Everidge was um, Royal Variety shows. Yeah. So it's interesting what you're saying, just going back to that original point, because you talked about what something someone has done versus an opinion. Yeah. And because in our original conversation we had, we talked about two people we talked about were um, Ryan Adams, the musician, and Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Both have had um, allegations, shall we say, mm-hmm. Brought, mm-hmm. brought to them. 
um, and against them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think it was after Michael Jackson died, wasn't it? That it all came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I'm still a huge Michael Jackson fan. I listen to his music. I think what a talented human being. Yeah. I have read multiple biographies on him and I have my own opinions, but he was never obviously convicted because obviously this a lot of this came out posthumously. So it was never proved. And Ryan Adams was accused of sexual harassment and he was never brought to, you know, he was never, mm. he was never charged. Now we have a conversation in this house and Neil says we shouldn't be listening to Michael Jackson because he's a paedophile. Um, but it's okay to listen to Ryan Adams because he was never, he was never convicted. I was like, oh, hold on a minute. Hot kettle black. Right. Let's have a chat about this. So I want to know why is it acceptable for Mm. one person? And is it, is it just a matter of opinion where you think, well, I like that person. So I'm just going to kind of let it slide. Like we all know how much we both despise she who shall not be named, but we both love Harry Potter and all the other mm. annoyingly wonderful things that have been created through that person. So do you still watch the Harry Potter films? No, and I've been really conflicted. Okay. This is why I wanted to talk about this today. Um, because I've been, I recently, I will come back to the She Who Shan't Be Named and um, Harry Potter but I recently watched the Surviving R. Kelly series. Okay. If you haven't watched it, I highly yeah. recommend you do. I didn't know half the stuff that monster did to to women, to girls, young girls. Um, and it does talk about the cancelling R. Kelly during his trial. And again, there was an uproar of, he hasn't been found guilty, therefore don't cancel him against... You know, he's pretty much did it. It's all on film. We cancel him. And then a lot of uh, Spotify and a lot of other music uh, platforms actually then cancelled R. Kelly's songs. So where do we, as you say, draw the line between cancelling a person and cancelling their work? Yeah. And I don't have an answer for that. Oh, I thought you were going to give this. No, I don't have an answer to that because we've talked about it in this house as well because my other half, one of his favourite films is Usual Suspects. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Kevin Spacey is in that. Mm -hmm. And we were saying, oh, yeah, probably shouldn't shouldn't like Kevin Spacey anymore. Now, the guy hasn't been convicted, but he's a bit of an oddball and has said some very odd things that potentially offensive and... Yeah, no, some, some things not. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. But it it went to court, but he was found not guilty, and so on and so forth. But the general consensus is that you know Kevin Spacey is pretty much unemployable in Hollywood yeah. because of certain things. That's <laughs> Cherry is describing. So she's, does that mean she's very annoyed about Kevin Spacey? She, she does not like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> So the other thing as well is things like L.A. Confidential. That's one of my favourite films. But then I think, well, it's okay to watch it because there are other actors in it. And it's not him. He's playing a character. But it's still him. It's still Kevin Spacey. So can I not watch it anymore? Shouldn't I? Actually, it's not can. It's should I not watch it anymore? And I think the thing with um, She Who Shan't Be Named, I think... The more that she posts and the more hatred that I see against the trans community, I can't justify having Harry Potter stuff anymore. I even threw away my Hufflepuff keyring because I just find it so conflicting that I need to step away. Okay. Um, See, I... I, I I suppose the question here really is looking at things about whether you have, you know, you can not like someone, but you can like the work that has been created. Now, 
I was one of the people, probably one of the few people that never read the books before I saw the films. And everyone was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you should have done that. But you, I, in my opinion, you can't go the other way. You can't read yeah. them after you've seen the film. So I never fell in love with the books, but I did fall in love with the films. And we still watch the films every other year. We start around October time because that's Neil's birthday and watch them right through to my birthday in November. And it's just, it's a tradition we've had since we got together. And we love the Harry Potter films and we love um, Fantastic Beasts. And obviously there's this new Harry Potter TV series that's coming out. Now, I despise he she's you who who shall not be named that's getting harder and harder to say (laughs) um but is it is it supporting her directly by me watching the films am I hypocrite by watching the films um she's not in the films but she obviously created the story that created the films so (laughs) I'm conflicted as well, but I think that Harry Potter, the Harry Potter franchise, is such a wonderful, magical, incredible thing that is could be part of a child's life that I will probably bring my children up thinking, right, okay, this is mm-hmm. this is the film, but we don't talk about the person that wrote the books. You know, like like some people might say, right, this is a song by an artist we don't like anymore, but this is the music and it's good music. So can you, can you split the two? Because we talked about R. Kelly, Gary Glitter is another one. Yes. Yeah, go on. In my opinion, Gary Glitter performed one of the, one of the best Christmas songs. And what Christmas song was that? It's never played anymore. It's another rock and roll Christmas. I don't know. I thought you were going to say, um, oh, what'd you call it? Because a lot, a lot of his songs have been, um, what's it when you take a bit of the song and put it into another song? Oh, um, yeah. That'll come to me later. Maybe. So a lot of his, a lot of sound bites from his music have been used. Sample, yeah, they've been used in a lot of other songs, haven't they? Yeah, um, yeah. But it's never accredited to, you know, this is Gary Glitter's music. It's just actually shit. No. It's a good song. Let's just whack it in there. Um, so I think from where I stand, because again, I'm a hypocrite in the terms of Roald Dahl. So Roald Dahl made some hugely anti Semitic re- remarks. Um, and was very unapologetic in his approach. That he 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 said it, and he bloody meant it. If you've seen any um, interviews, it, there was no shades of black and white. He was anti-Semitic. And since then, since his death, you know that's all come out, and you know his family have apologized and so on and so forth. But the fact is, he he had those damaging, oppressive views. Mm. And yet, I love Roald Dahl books, and currently reading a couple with my daughter right so it's really difficult isn't it I think from my how's that point different, of view though? how's that different from JK well it, exactly it's really difficult I don't know I think in my mind where you've got the likes of your R. Kelly's the people who did some really heinous disgusting thing that they did I'm quite happy to cancel it for me. I wouldn't want to listen to R. Kelly songs again, read anything else about him. He's just, you know, not worth my time. Not just not worth my breath, mm. even though we've just talked about him. Um, but can we hold people's viewpoints? Because some people might hate us for, mm. in fact, they probably do for what we're saying and what we stand for. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're bad people. We just hold that view. So people with so essentially what you're saying then, JK is not a bad person. She's just got her own opinions. Which I don't agree with, which mm-hmm. are potentially hurtful, which have caused pain. Mm-hmm. 
But essentially, she's a human being. She has given to charity. She started shelters. As a human being, she has done some good things. Mm-hmm. We just have an extremely different belief. Yeah. And do you think that's because, again, you know, we've we've talked about R. Kelly and we've talked about JK and we're sort of saying, you know, R. Kelly's done some horrendous things, so he's been cancelled. Harvey Weinstein has done horrendous things, he's been cancelled, you know, but JK hasn't been cancelled. Is it because, I mean, you could argue some of the stuff that she said has been so incredibly hurtful to the trans community that she has done something terrible yeah by having that opinion so where is that where's the line line? yeah Yeah. where's the line because with trump he has you know he's been indicted he's been arrested he has done some pretty horrible things he has a platform where he is in a he caused the capital riots for god's sake that killed someone and yet he still hasn't been cancelled Yes, and let's not forget when he was going through his campaigning, what he said about grabbing female certain body areas. Felines, yeah. Felines, 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 yes, of the feline variety. Um, And again, that wasn't enough. But what do you think the attraction is with him? I think he says things that people of a certain... Demograph, geographic, I don't know, because it, it seems to be quite geographic in America with the Republicans and so on. But I think he came out and it was seen as fresh to spew hatred or things that were seen as can't say that because that's racist, can't say that because that's ableist, can't say that because that's sexist. Mm. And he just comes out and says it. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's made it OK for me to say it and say it out loud oh yeah let's get behind him so I think he just speaks people's truths and authenticity and I think people are comfortable with that it's just amazing how he's one person and there are probably in America I know obviously there are a lot he's got a lot of followers but there are probably way more people in this world that don't like him Mm. compared to the ones that do and he still hasn't been cancelled I, I suppose what about looking at I was going to say what about Hitler because that's, like, that's kind of you know yeah kind of a similar story there <laughs> yeah yeah I mean he is he is for all, all white isn't he really yeah doesn't much. like the Mexicans and yeah, yeah has right. got something to say about everyone else yeah. um the other one I was going to say um so obviously more recently um I say more recently I think it was it was last year, wasn't it? Last February, the Ukraine war started mm. and Putin invaded. Now, one of the most famous Russians to live on UK soil, well, I don't think he lives here. I think he just helicopters in when he needs to. It was Roman Abramovich. Mm-hmm. And he was cancelled with almost immediate effect. I mean, his house was hijacked. Or, or I don't think it was his. It was a Russian oligarch's house in London. But, um, you know, he was forced to sell Chelsea. And he was just forced out of the country. And that was it. It was like, nah, you're Russian, get out. And so I think he was cancelled. And he was guilty by association. That I think that's more about security. Like national security. Do you think so? I think it's, well, it's very different from having an opinion. I mean, he never said, I, you know, I want an afternoon tea with Putin because I think he's wonderful. No, but he was, you know what I mean? He's a friend, he is a friend of his. Yeah. Oh, Mm. I didn't know that. Mm. I've lost my train of thought then. Oh, no, sorry. That was, I just end up thinking about afternoon afternoon tea. tea. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Oh, scones. Mm. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he he was cancelled and I suppose, whether he whether you want to look at it as a security risk I'm not sure but you've got massive politics in there though yeah but I don't think that separates it from any form of council culture because I almost think after having this discussion it kind of feels like we're sort of saying well no that person you know it's 
you know, it's different if the person's done something versus if they have an opinion on something. Okay, so here's the other thing. Will Smith, when you said, well, was he cancelled? Obviously, the slap heard around the world. This was <laughs> last year, I think. Yeah, it's the last, yeah, 2022 Oscars. Oscars, yeah. And um, Chris Rock, is it Chris Rock? Yeah. Yeah, Chris Rock was presenting and he made some rather... Shall we, should we call them ill-informed, ill-informed, maybe? ill-informed jokes about Jada Pinkett Smith's alopecia? Mm-hmm. And Will Smith stormed up to the stage and slapped him in front of everyone. Now, mm-hmm. this then went completely viral in about four and a half seconds. And everyone was like, well, that can't have been real. Surely not. Surely he wouldn't have done that. And he went back to his seat and he got extremely worked up. And he said, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. And Chris Rock was completely bewildered. Yeah. Didn't know, quite literally didn't know what had hit him. Now, it then brought up, should any of that have happened? Should have that have been happened? Oh, my God. Should it have happened? happened? Should it have happened? Um, should it be, you know, should it, should press charges occur? I can't speak. Something something's happened to my little brain, my little brain and voice box. Um, you know, and he came out and he apologized. Chris Rock wouldn't accept it, wouldn't speak to him, which I think is fair enough, is his right. Yeah. If he doesn't if he doesn't want to accept it. But he, you can you can kind of argue now. He might not have been cancelled completely, but he has certainly been tarnished. I think he didn't help himself as well. I mean, we're going, I mean. I'm going right into the realms of this connects with Harry and Meghan as well. I think because Will Smith then went on to, is it called the red table? His wife's. Yeah. Yeah. Where she then talked very openly about her affair. Yeah. With him there and was basically grilling him saying, how did you feel about that? And you just think bloody hell. So I think his choice of what he did then after wasn't great and some of it was out of his control so he ended up winning an oscar after he slapped chris rock and went up and his speech then was a bit what's the word insensitive Mm. it wasn't really an apology an apology never really came out of his mouth it felt very entitled Mm. almost a pat on the head for what he did so i think through a series of events that perhaps he had a little bit of control over, he just made the wrong decisions, which didn't help him any and may have contributed to him losing popularity. Do you think, though, it was worse because he was, and not the golden boy, but he's always been a very pure celebrity, hasn't he? He's always, you know, with the Fresh Prince. And then when he was when he did his album Big Willie style no swearing you know mm. it was all very um not straight lace that's the wrong word but he was a rapper that didn't have to swear to get people mm. to buy his records you know he did lots of sort of action comedy films he did you know and he was beloved mm. so all of a sudden to see this other side come out and I'm listening to his biography at the moment actually so be interesting because I know he had a very rough start to life mm. so it'd be interesting to hear because I think you know a lot of people sometimes they get triggered by certain things don't they which mm. and I think that was what he said afterwards when he did apologize and he said you know I shouldn't have done that um but it took but... him a while to apologize and come out and say it which again I don't think gratiated himself with a lot of people no and was that a PR forced forced mm. to to do don't know one of the uh, one of the more recent ones is not someone who hasn't been cancelled, but do you remember uh, James Corden? Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's lost his show, isn't he? Well, I didn't realise he'd lost his show, mm. but he went into I think it was Balthazar in New York, and was extremely rude to the staff in there. And fair play to the I'm not sure if it was the manager or the owner, but whoever it was was just like, do you know what? You're not welcome in here anymore. And it started off this movement around the world. There was a 
um there's a restaurant uh chain i say it's a chain it's not they've got two two maybe three restaurants called the beefy boys in herefordshire and shropshire and they make the most amazing burgers by the way if you haven't tried them you need to um they do mail order delivery um but they even put their hashtag james corden is not welcome uh, for their, all their restaurants because it was a bit of a joke and it was it was obviously topical but he was so out there and so rude that the owner called him out on social media and said this is not acceptable you don't come yeah. in here and speak to my staff like that just because of who you are doesn't okay. entitle you to speak and it, it basically shamed him yeah and into apologizing and he and he phoned him up and said I'm so sorry I didn't mean any harm whether he did or not and he thought he could get away with it I don't know but you know, you think... and this could be an example of council culture working then because I don't know why he lost his show at the weekend. There was kind of a CNN got rid of Don Lemon, who's been on there for you know a very, very long time, one of their key journalists and presenters, and uh, Fox got rid of Tucker Carlson and James Corden um, mm-hmm. lost his show. So whether the James Corden thing is on the back of a, you know, council culture approach... Hmm. don't know yeah and it's you you think that over over time there have been so many celebrities like uh jeffrey tambor um mm. you've also got um uh what's his name charlie sheen yeah I'm off the rails a bit yeah. and they've all got quite sort of prominent tv shows and mm. all kind of faded away a little bit and the guy who was big on um sex and the city Oh, uh, Chris uh, Nolan. Chris, Chris, Chris Nolan. Yeah. And so he's sort of faded away as well mm. now. And you kind of think, well, okay, people might have not been cancelled totally. Mm. But they certainly, like you said earlier about someone, I can't remember who it was, but certainly very unpopular. Mm. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Not, yeah. not convicted of anything, but certainly very unpopular in Hollywood and not necessarily, mm. or the UK, wherever you're talking about it, but... You know, I think it's probably, whereas it would have once been, oh, well, that person's a great actor. We're going to use them regardless. It's probably more like, do you know what? Actually, the society now is more woke, which is a good thing. It's more racially aware, topically aware about sexual harassment and things like that. So if we put this person in our show, people might not watch it. So we need to be more aware of that. So maybe... Maybe people aren't being cancelled completely, but maybe it's just more of an awareness of, mm. you know, maybe that's not the right person to use anymore. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty good place to be, I think, because I'll only briefly say, but with the Harry and Meghan stuff, we seem to be cancelling them for the silliest of reasons. It's not like they've committed a crime. They've... You know, I don't know. It just feels that there is this cancel culture thing being thrown around that the public feel they have the power to hurt and destroy, and it's their right to. Yeah, I think I think their situation is extremely unique in the fact that you have got so many different factors which make it so hard to know yeah. what's going on and what really happened because the royal family is incredibly tight tight-lipped when it comes to mm. everything and re- reading harry's book is quite telling even if you want to take out all the drama and all the things that happened the way that he was raised and the limited affection that he got as a child and things like that mm. it's it's quite a an insular um I said organization family um which is not very warm and loving Mm. and you've also got the media who it's been found out this week there was a story circulating that the reason Megan wasn't going to the uh coronation is because she sent a letter to King Charles two years ago and she didn't like his response so she's not going now a PR person for Megan has said that's no, that's ridiculous. She's certainly not thinking about letters she sent two years ago. Stop just taking things and trying to make them into stories. And so it's so difficult to know. But that fuels cancel culture. That yeah. fuels the masses with 
misinformation and we talked about this in the social media episode mm. of you know fake news you know mistruths lies all of those things that are used as ammunition or as evidence to back up an opinion that is flawed this is why i think people need to instead of just reading media sources if mm. someone says something like if jk puts something up on her twitter which she invariably does uh frequently um which um uh, make inflammatory statements and comments mm -hmm. and you know she comes out and says all of these things and all of a sudden you know there's a lot of backlash and there's a lot of opinion of them but that's okay because it's an opinion based on her opinion it's mm. not oh media saying jk said this when there's no fact behind <laughs> that mm. i know cherry i know yeah. fact based <laughs> fake news <It's> fake news <laughs> <laughs> So I think, um, because it was your idea to do cancel culture, I think you should do the final sip today. Oh, mate. Oh, gosh. I'm wrapped in a Hufflepuff um, blanket, which you've already said that you basically despise me for today. I do not. <laughs> I do not despise you. That's why I was so careful before saying what I would do and what I think. And it says dedication on it. I'm dedicated because I am here feeling like death, but I'm still here. Oh, so a true Hufflepuff. I know, and that is true dedication, it is. Um, yeah, so I guess what we've covered, it's not black and white. It is completely grey. And that's because, Jerry, that's because we have created cancel culture mm. from something, from a, a social standpoint. And now our so a society is... It, it's going in directions we never thought possible. You know, things like Twitter and accessing and letting freedom of speech happen all around the world in the matter of nanoseconds. Mm. You know, you can write something, release it, and it's there forever for everyone to see or find. So with that rapidity in how we communicate and socialise, it's not really a surprise that this cancel culture has emerged. Unfortunately, we're in a, a time where there is aggression, there is such polarized views. Um, there's privilege, there's entitlement, there's a lack of learning, there's a lack of wanting to learn. And so we're in a position where cancel culture isn't an easy one to say you're for or against. Mm. Um, if it was as easy as R. Kelly, R. Kelly did the crime, therefore everything that he ever did is erased from this earth, then fine, that, that would be easy, but that's not the case. No, there are still people out there who really like his music, still sample the music. And you can't take the fact that he was a talented individual away from him. He was talented. Obama said something quite interesting in that you're always going to find dirt on someone. You can put role models, icons up on a pedestal. There will still be something that they have done, said, or, you know, there will always be something so I guess what we have to do is just be careful about holding people up so high that when they do do something wrong, we feel that we have to cancel them. We're all human. Mm -hmm. I think we just need to kind of build up tolerance, resilience, ask questions, be open. Yeah. And maybe even get rid of that whole cancel culture mentality. Yeah. I think what a, what a wonderful final set. Well done, you. Thank you. I made it off the top of my head. Do you like it? Good work. Good work. I can. I definitely couldn't have thought about that today. <laughs> couldn't repeat it. <laughs> but I will do the bit that we always do um, by closing the show. So um, thank you, everyone who's listened to this one today. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna enjoy listening to this um, on repeat after after we've recorded this because I think this is quite a good one I enjoyed it so thank you for your stimulating conversation today thank you for making the effort you poorly wounded soldier poorly Hufflepuff yeah absolutely Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> um but if you have uh, enjoyed what you've heard today don't forget to check out our back catalogue which you can find on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms just simply search for strong tea chat all one word We've done some incredible episodes and we'd hate for you to miss out on one. Just listen to them all. Just, just, you all know, of them. on loop. All just keep going. Press start, 
don't finish till the end. It's like 50 episodes. It's great. Um, and if you like what you hear, please buy us a coffee. On our website, you can see that there is a support us page where we've got a buy us a coffee tab. Um, doesn't have to be a coffee. It can be a tea. It can be a Prosecco. Actually, not today. No, just yeah. I'd like some more Volvic today. Yeah. Or other yeah. drink water brands are available. But yeah, just, just some water and maybe a cold compress on my head um but yeah you can you can buy us whatever you like um and we've loved having you here with us so please do join us again for the next episode next friday and we will catch you again very very soon so it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from cherry and it's goodbye from me oh cherry you've you've played an incredibly important part in today's episode cherry and we do appreciate your fake news Good girl. Good girl. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks everyone for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye.